All right, fellow fact checkers, we've got a brand new sponsor, and I am excited to promote this product. It's Fox and Sons Coffee. Now, Fox and Sons Coffee is a family-owned and operated small business selling whole bean, organically roasted, amazingly good coffee. On their website, Steve, the company's founder, describes how his love of coffee started with special Saturdays with his dad when he was growing up. Steve wants to share his love of coffee with you and the entrepreneurial spirit with his sons. Check out the website, foxnsons.com. And take a look at their best offer. A monthly subscription for three bags of coffee with free shipping for $38.89. Also, Steve's been on the show. He's a friend of the show. He follows us on the morning after as well as here on Fact Check This Podcast. Steve is a great dude. Great company to support. So go check out Fox and Sons Coffee. And get your morning started off right with a bag of delicious Fox and Sons Coffee. Let's start the show. This episode will be completely taken out of context. Welcome to the Fact Check This Podcast. All right, Fact Check This Podcast, and I had a Wednesday episode locked, loaded, and ready to go. And then the article in the Atlantic dropped. Let's declare a pandemic amnesty. And I could not let that go so the original episode for today was going to be about copper mining and the green energy and the actual global and environmental devastation that that does that'll get rolled to monday maybe to next wednesday actually and we'll pick back up on that but this I'm going to do my best to, to not just have a whole a full-on tirade. So, Justin reads the articles. Again. Let's declare a pandemic amnesty. We need to forgive one another for what we did and said we were in, when we were in the dark about COVID. By some dumb bitch. I mean, by Emily Ulster. Go look up good old Emily on the Atlantic. She has been, she has been a fucking doozy. Trying not to, trying not to lose my shit. I'm not even past the title. In April 2020, with nothing else to do, my family took an enormous number of hikes. We all wore cloth masks that I had made myself. We had a family hand signal which the person in the front would use if someone was approaching on the trail and we needed to put our masks on. Once, when another child got too close to my then four-year-old son on a bridge, he yelled at her, Social distancing! These precautions were totally misguided. At least you have the balls to admit that you were misguided. It would have been better if you said, These precautions were batshit fucking crazy, but I'll take misguided. In 2020, no one got the coronavirus from passing someone else hiking. Fucking thank you. Outdoor transmission was vanishingly rare. Our cloth masks made out of old bandanas wouldn't have done anything anyway. But the thing is, we didn't know. Yes, bitch, you knew. You knew. I'm going to get through the end of the article before I go on my tirade. 
I've been reflecting on this lack of knowledge thanks to a class I'm teaching at Brown University on COVID. We've spent several lectures reliving the first year of the pandemic, discussing the many important choices we had to make under conditions of tremendous uncertainty. Some of these choices turned out better than others. To take an example close to my own work, there is an emerging, if not universal, consensus that schools in the U.S. were closed for too long. The health risks of in-school spread were relatively low, whereas the costs to students' well-being and educational progress were high. The latest figures on learning loss are alarming, but in spring and summer 2020, we had only glimmers of information. Reasonable people, people who cared about children and teachers, because they all that's they always just they just care so fucking much, advocated on both sides of reopening of the reopening debate. Another example, when the vaccines came out, we lacked definitive data on the relative efficacies of the Johnson & Johnson shot versus the mRNA options for Pfizer and Moderna. The mRNA vaccines have won out. Uh, when, when the bar is so low that you just have to like not trip over it, it's not hard to say won out, right? Nobody won out in this situation. <laughs> but at the time, many people in public health were either neutral or expressed a J&J &J preference. This misstep wasn't nefarious. It was the result of uncertainty. Obviously, some people intended to mislead and made wildly irresponsible claims. Remember when the public health community had to spend a lot of time and resources urging Americans not to inject themselves with bleach? This never fucking happened. This was a media stir-up to make it seem like Donald Trump was telling people to to inject themselves with bleach when those words literally never came out of the man's mouth. But whatever, go on, Emily, dumb bitch. That was bad. Misinformation was and remains a huge problem. But most errors were made by people who were working in earnest for the good of society. It's always for the good of society. Given the amount of uncertainty, almost every position was taken on every topic. And on every topic, someone was eventually proved right and someone else was proved wrong. Hey, I was proved right and you were proved wrong. Basically, that's the way this all works out. In some instances, the right people were right for the wrong reasons. In other instances, they had a prescient understanding of the available information. Yeah, prescient understanding of the available information. You mean like all the doctors and actual scientists that you took their medical licenses away and fired them because they wouldn't push the approved narrative? The people who got it right, for whatever reason, may want to gloat. We're not gloating. We're telling you we were right and you were wrong. We just want an apology. This is hard to get through. Those who got it wrong, for whatever reason, may feel defensive and <laughs> retrench into the position that doesn't accord with the facts. Oh, you mean like the entire COVID regime? All of this gloating and defensiveness continues to gobble up a lot of social energy and drive the culture wars, especially on the internet. Yeah, maybe if you motherfuckers would just admit, hey, we were wrong. Sorry that we tried to like literally cancel you from everything that you, you know, need to do to live. And I don't know, go fuck yourselves. Then maybe we wouldn't be spending so much time and energy on this. These discussions are heated, unpleasant, and ultimately unproductive. In the face of so much uncertainty, getting something right had a hefty element of luck. No, you just had to fucking read. And similarly, getting something wrong wasn't a moral fail failing. Except that when you got it wrong, you continued to use that as a blunt fucking instrument to bash anybody who didn't agree with you over the head. And you were literally condemning people to die and sit forcing them out of their jobs because you were wrong. 
And you still, to this day, won't admit that that was a mistake. It's just this half-assed fucking apology of, well, we didn't know any better. Fuck you, bitch. And similarly, getting something wrong wasn't a moral failing. Treating pandemic choices as a scorecard on which some people racked up more points than others is preventing us from moving forward. It's preventing you from moving forward because you won't admit that you're fucking wrong. Because your scorecard looks pretty bleak. We have put these fights aside and declare we have to put these fights aside and declare a pandemic amnesty. We can leave out the willful purveyors of actual misinformation while forgiving the hard calls that people had no choice but to make with imperfect knowledge. Los Angeles County closed its beaches in summer 2020. Ex post facto, this makes no more sense than my family's massed hiking trips, but we need to learn from our mistakes and then let them go. We need to forgive the attacks, too, because I thought schools should reopen and argued that kids as a group were not at high risk. I was called a teacher killer and genocide heir. It wasn't pleasant, but feelings were high, and I certainly don't need to dissect and rehash that time for the rest of my days. Can we dissect and rehash your very vocal pushing of vaccine mandates and demand that people lose their jobs for not getting the shot? Can we rehash that for the rest of your days? Until you issue a formal fucking apology and not this bullshit letter that never actually apologizes and just says, hey, I was wrong, but I didn't know any better. It wasn't my fault. Moving on is crucial now because the pandemic created many problems that we still need to solve. Student test scores have shown historic declines, more so in math than in reading, and more so for students who were disadvantaged at the start. We need to collect data, experiment, and invest. Is high doses tutoring more or less cost-effective than extended school years? Why have some states recovered faster than others? We should focus on questions like these because answering them is how we will help our children recover. Many people have neglected their health care over the past several years. You don't fucking say because y'all closed the hospitals off and the doctor's offices off to anybody who didn't have COVID. It was either you had COVID and you were getting treated for COVID and you were dying of COVID and everything was COVID or you had to just sit the fuck at home and die from something else. Cancer treatments, everything else, everything imaginable has shot through the roof since COVID has ended because y'all didn't let anybody go to the doctor. Notably, routine vaccination rates for children for measles, for uh, pertussis, etc. are way down. That's because a lot of the public has seen what's happened over the last two years with these mandates and everything, and also what's coming out with the VAERS data, and they're like, holy shit, do I really want to be putting this shit in my kids? Because all the ones before the most recent ones that are now on the child vaccine schedule for some reason, thank you, worthless FDA and CDC, they were pretty fucking bad, too. Nobody wants to talk about that. Rather than debating the role that messaging about COVID vaccines had in this decline, we need to put all our energy into bringing these rates back up. Pediatricians and public health officials will need to work together on community outreach, and politicians will need to consider school mandates. See my Monday episode about that stuff. Oh. The standard saying is that those who forget history are doomed to repeat it. But dwelling on the mistakes of history can lead to a repetitive doom loop 
as well. Let's acknowledge that we made complicated choices in the face of deep uncertainty, and then try to work together to build back and move forward. I did not do a very good job of not getting heated throughout this. And my, my immediate response to this when I read the article, I, I immediately went to Facebook and posted my, my response. I said, this, this brought to you by the same people who called the cops because you weren't wearing a mask at, your public, at a public park with your kids, who then had the park closed because you couldn't be trusted with your own health choices, who said you were going to kill grandma because you chose to ignore literally decades of research that showed that the cloth and paper masks were useless who were literally killing grandma by closing hospitals and doctor's offices and not allowing anyone to seek treatment for anything other than COVID, like I was just talking about a minute ago, who wouldn't let grandpa sit and hold grandma's hand while she died. I saw a video of an old dude that his wife had been in the hospital for like six months. She had been sick, very sick, and they wouldn't let him in. They wouldn't let him in to sit with his wife while she was in the hospital. Let me just be very clear. If my wife is in the hospital, I will be next to her and I will kill every motherfucker I have to to ensure that I am next to her. We will have a hospital full of people who I break on my way to go sit next to her because you are not keeping me from my wife. I don't care if it's tomorrow or 50 years from now. I will walk through swinging a sword and you will get out of my way and let me go sit with my wife. The fact that they were, that they spent so much time and effort keeping people from their loved ones, not allowing not allowing them to have funerals for their loved ones. Oh, fuck these people. No. Who then suggested it should, that you should be denied medical treatment if you didn't get injected with an untested drug who wanted you stripped of your job and all ability to provide for yourself and your family for that very same reason who have yet to apologize for any of that and simply ask that they be given amnesty for being miserable cunts for over two years. No, there will be no amnesty. There will be no forgiveness. And we will never forget what you truly wanted for those of us who actually had the ability to think for ourselves. No, fuck these people. They don't deserve amnesty. They don't deserve forgiveness. They don't deserve anything good or nice in this world. This is not an apology. And that's what you need to be doing. If you were on the side of the COVID regime, you need to be apologizing. You need to be saying, look, this is the data. This is everything that we know. This is actually the data and everything that we knew in April and May of 2020. But we chose to try to use this incident to dictate and control your life in every way possible. And we fucked up and we're sorry. We will never do it again. In fact, we will cede all future decision making to all of you who were actually right. Because we weren't right for the wrong reasons. 
we weren't right because we were siding with Trump or because we were siding with DeSantis or because we were science deniers or blah, blah, fucking blah. We were right because we actually had the ability to step back from the situation to look at all of the evidence that was presented to us, to look at literally years of studies that show that cloth masks and, and paper masks, the surgical masks, accomplished literally fucking nothing. The only thing that has any possible usefulness is the M95, uh, and, and it's still kind of sketchy. In fact, it's still really sketchy. We were looking at the data, and the data said that kids were not a risk. Kids were not at risk. Young people, by and large, were not at risk. 65 plus. Three or four comorbidities. If you had severe health risks, you probably should be taking care of yourself anyway. Especially in the face of this. If you were 20, 30, 40, early 50s, otherwise healthy, proceed as usual. No reason for any of the rigmarole and bullshit. There were smart people who understand how these things work, who were looking at research and data from, not from February, March through April, but for literally years that said, all of this over-sanitization stuff? This is actually bad. You shouldn't be doing this. Shouldn't be Lysoling your fucking fruits and vegetables before you bring them in your house. Gloves, masks, all of this ridiculous precaution that people are taking. It doesn't work because people don't use it right. Because people aren't trained to use it right. Because it only works in very, very specific, sterile, surgical type settings. We were looking at the way that the virus tr was transmitted and listening to doctors and epidemiologists and people who make a living or have made their careers researching and studying and looking at this stuff who were saying, this is for real. This is a thing. But there are ways to mitigate it without doing all this bullshit. People who were looking at the lockdowns and closing schools and everything else and saying, this is not good. We are creating long-term health hazards for people who otherwise would not have a hazard in this situation. How many people missed cancer treatments, missed getting surgeries, missed, I mean, missed everything and died? Not because of COVID, but because of the response to COVID. And we'll never be able to count those numbers. We'll never know. I guarantee you it's more than COVID. I was saying in fucking April of 2020, you're going to see a ridiculous spike in overdoses and suicides because you're taking people who are vulnerable 
who need support and you were telling them, no, you have to stay your ass at home because you might die otherwise. They're going to die sitting at home because you are not allowing them the support structure that keeps them together. And what have we seen? We have seen it just like exponential rise in drug overdoses and suicides. And especially we're seeing an exponential rise in suicides amongst young, young kids. Like, I can't remember what the exact age range is. I think it's like 12 to 26. It's gone through the fucking roof because we've removed them from the things that they rely on in their lives to have stability, to be grounded, to make human connection. The things that we need the most in life, and like, it didn't take a whole lot of research. It just took some basic understanding of human fucking nature. And these miserable motherfuckers chose to ignore all of that and call the fucking cops on you for not wearing a mask. Run you out of the grocery store. Force you out of your job. No, there will be no amnesty. There will be no forgiveness. We will never forget what you motherfuckers did to us. And if it comes back around... a special place in hell for these bastards fuck you emily decunt or whatever your name was and fuck all the rest of the covid regime y'all deserve whatever hell you get be miserable or just fucking apologize I hope everybody listening to this is just as pissed off as I am. Like this is, there was another guy that that retweeted the, so the author tweeted this, my latest on in the Atlantic. I'm real proud of her uh, throwing shit at the wall job that she did here. And everybody was blasting her for it. I, I can't believe she hasn't set her profile to private yet. And some other jerk-off retweeted it and said, y'all should really be more sympathetic. We just didn't know. Motherfucker, you did. All of the evidence was right there. April and May. Everything you needed to know was in front of you. And you chose to ignore it. You chose to be tyrannical fucking bastards. You made that choice. You chose to ignore the actual science and push for totalitarian control. So fuck every one of you. Tirade over. Be back on Monday with, uh, I believe, with Adam Patrick. We're going to talk about much happier things. Uh, actually, uh, actually, I'll be live on Friday at two eastern one central with adam patrick we're finally getting the getting the opportunity to do the show um so i'll be live on friday with adam patrick and then on monday's episode will be the the replay of that and then next wednesday you're going to get to find out about how uh copper mines are destroying the planet in order to save the planet with green energy yeah crazy shit all right thanks for tuning in hopefully uh 
Hopefully you're just as pissed off as I am. Have a good one, everybody. Don't forget to head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check out our longest and most favorite sponsor, Carlos Vanessa Abelar and Paloma Verde CBD. Get all of your CBD needs, and you get 10% off your order of $75 or more, plus anything over $75 is free shipping. So head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com to get all your CBD needs. Have a good week, everybody.